Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. I'm Chuck Bonnywell. That's Julie Hayden. Chuck and Julie <laughs> Strutraith. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Uh, two straight up. Uh, Grassroots, grassroots show. show. Two straight up. There you go. There you go. There you Mitch go. McConnell, I love you. <laughs> hey, the show brought to you by um, Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine and HappyTrees.co. Well, a couple of victories to Yay. talk about today. Yeah, this is a good news Wednesday. Um, and with the first victory, we want to bring in um, one of our favorites, grassroots chair of um, El Paso County, Vicki Tonkins. Um, Vicki, hey, thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on the show today. Well, hello, everybody. I'm so hello. glad to be with you. Yes. So, and this is a victory that, of course, nobody in the corporate media, the establishment controlled um, conservative media, y'all yeah. don't see this story anywhere but here. Um, and so I appreciate you, Vicki. And I'll, I'll sort of, so what happened is, and I want you to, I want to set it just a second and then you can sort of explain what happened. So back in what, 2021. So a while ago, your husband Rex and great guy guy, and Senator Larry Liston, Rhino, not a great guy, not a great guy. We're at a Colorado or an El Paso County Republican party SEC meeting. And there was apparently a little bit of what was described as chest bumping. So Liston outraged, called the cops. Being a, being a brave man and a a stand up guy. Right. Call the cops. Colorado Springs police they investigated it and found there was no probable cause i think it was described as sort of a quote political pissing match um and and the whole thing was dropped right um but that was not good enough for larry Larry liston so why don't you pick it up there what happened after that well it's hard to believe but this was back december 6 2021 and um it's pretty much like you said it, uh, my husband was accused of a chest bump, and I really don't think he knows what a chest bump is. Was that a felony, it, class four felony chest, chest bump? bump or? <laughs> well, you know, a chest bump is when you, you've had a great victory and you're, you're yeah, right, yeah, right, right, jumping right. up with your teammates, you know. Right. So we were totally confused about the whole thing. And like you said, it was investigated. We had video footage that didn't show a thing about what the witnesses were saying, the quote unquote witnesses were saying. And um, the police officer was like, there's nothing here. There's no probable cause. There's no reason for this to go forward. So, you know, he talked to his superiors and and said there's nothing here and dropped it. Right. And like you said, uh, Mr. Liston was not happy with that decision. After all, he's a senator. Right. And he he has the same privileges as a judge or police officer in his protection. And over and over he was asked, were you hurt? What you know, and just the details of something like that should should show some signs of trauma, right? Right. Uh, Chest trauma. Course, yeah. <laughs> and of course, he said no, no. And I think it he didn't want to come out and say it, but come on, it was politically politically motivated. 
Oh, sure. Well, yeah, let's maybe back up a second. So you and Larry Liston and Ethan Bremer, those guys, you guys are not BFFs, right? I mean, these are not people hardly. who have at every every opportunity tried to undercut you, slander you. I mean, this is these guys have waged war against you, right? So this is just yet another act of war to a certain extent, right? I think they were just trying to see another angle that they could get to me. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and And I think much of what he said, he called my husband a thug. <laughs> and I don't think the man understands how racially uh? um this just wasn't good. We'll say it that way. Right, right, and, right. He, and he didn't just say it one time, he said it repeatedly. Okay. And in fact, he sent me an email that night at 1045 All right. stating the same thing over and over again. And during the whole trial, now this went to trial. This was not just going before the judge. We had well, how to go to trial. Yeah, go piece back piece up. Piece and have, the police piece. dropped it. Then what? Yeah, how how did it get to a trial state? <laughs> well, the police officer dropped it, and I guess that wasn't good enough for Mister Listed. So he let the police officers know that he is a sitting senator, and this was not going to fly. He wanted to see this go further. So he was going to contact his DA friend who is here in El Paso County and also his friend, the police chief. Who who are those people? I can't remember that. I always forget the name of the police chief, but the DA is Michael Allen. Okay. And and they decided to reopen the case and put a, um, uh, what do you call those guys that do investigations? They're not police, detective. Okay. Detective on it. And I would think that a detective would contact us. You know, yeah. I was there that night. I saw the entire thing. Right. My husband, they didn't contact any. The detective didn't contact us at all. Wow. But then we get this new case coming up. And it's like, what? That was dropped. And no, of well, course, you had an answer for us then. Well, and let's clarify, too, because, I mean, I covered cops and crimes for like way too long in, in, in Colorado. And when a case is dropped, it's dropped. And particularly in a case like this, it's, and I'm sure that the, the way it works is as a police officer's call. And a lot of times it starts off, you know, if it's a homicide, it's different, but it starts off with a police officer. And he didn't, I mean, he's probably aware. I'm sure this was discussed with his superiors and they were like, no, there's nothing there. Because if there had been something there, the way they do it is then, then they decided they assigned it to a detective and they detective goes further right um it is extremely unusual i can tell all you guys this for a case to be dropped by a police department and then all of a sudden without any new evidence coming forward because you know to all of a sudden now reopen it and lo and behold now charges are filed because let me clarify this there was no new evidence right it wasn't like some videotape was discovered that no one had ever seen before right no the videotape was already submitted into discovery and everything there into dis- in the discovery so i don't know the only reason that we can see that this was brought to trial i guess you could say is due to the fact that mr liston wanted it that way right well and, and it has to be the da has to bring the charges police can't bring, bring right. charges um correct and, and so, so it, mr allen obviously decided he was going to bring charges until the for, cops to go find some yeah I mean, and so the, what the it, interesting thing is, it wasn't uh, Liston versus Tompkins; it was Colorado Springs versus Tompkins. 
right? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, in, in a criminal case. Well, so what did they? The people. What did of Colorado they, Springs? What did they charge? <laughs> what did they charge him with? Harassment. Ah. Uh, uh, seems to me like the harassment is coming the other way. But okay. So so at any rate. So now. So to back up, the police drop it. Liston applies pressure. The DA steps in. Now no, new charges are brought. Um, and it goes. So you guys have to hire a lawyer. I'm assuming, yeah. right? And that's got to be stressful. And all of the time going on in between there, right? You've got to prepare for the trial, right? Yes. Stressful, financially stressful, <laughs> as you can imagine. And I think that was part of the goal was to sure. drain our finances. Sure. Exactly. That was part of it. Okay. So then here's the victorious part. So the trial was last week. Um, and tell us a little bit about the trial and then tell us what, what happened. Well, the trial, like you said, was last week. Um, we had a jury, a jury trial. Therefore, there's a pool of 15 people that had to be interviewed by both the defense and the other guys. Wadir is called legally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they picked six. Okay. And, uh, the judge was really good. He said, this will be done today. And, <laughs> it, and he said, it must be a unanimous decision. Right. Right. But it will, and he kept emphasizing, it will be done today. today. <laughs> well, you know, probably because Vicky, the judge was aware that 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 the DA's office and and Liston were, were playing shenanigans, right? Um, well, he saw all the he saw the video cam, cam you know, from the, right. the the detective when they talked to Larry Liston, and he said he knew the DA and the chief of police, and we're going to get this taken care of. Wow! I wow. Know. He flat out said that. Okay, so the jury then. So How long was the trial? Uh, we started at eight o'clock that morning, and we were done before five o'clock. Okay. okay, and what was the verdict? The verdict was not guilty. Yes. And and this is astonishing. How long did it take the jury to decide that? Forty-five minutes. <laughs> there you go. So I mean, clearly, and again, to set the stage for people who haven't covered this, and didn't, did they get their lunch anyway? I mean, yeah, they did. <laughs> good, good. I was say, usually, what happens is it. I mean, it, it probably. My guess would be with a forty-five minute verdict that it probably took them like three minutes because right. you go in, you got to pick a foreman, you got to look at all the stuff, and you got to get it, your lunch. You got to get your lunch and stuff like that. And then they probably said something effective. Does anybody see anything here? They all went no, no. and they said not. So so. Was Mr. Liston there for the verdict? He was. <laughs> Did he say anything or? Nope. As soon as they said not guilty, he left. So, so again, so the folks have just joined us. So this is Vicki Tonkins, the El Paso County chairperson, a great grassroots person who has been just besieged constantly by the rhinos down there in El Paso County. And she keeps winning. That's particularly what annoys them. Yes. They keep losing. And so what they decided to do, because they've tried everything else, sort of like Donald Trump, they're like, I know. That's, that's so criminal. That's so criminal. So there's a, an, a, a, a sort of, some sort of sort of altercation between your husband and Larry Liston. Exactly. Some sort too of strong a word. It, that is too strong a word. And and so the cops investigate, say nothing to see here, nothing happened. Says, I know the DA, so I'll get the charges reinstated. Yep. And so they do, and then it goes to the jury. Your husband is totally vindicated. Yes. Um, how uh, how how did I mean that's got to make you guys feel good at least, right? We it had been such a long period of time, just kind of hanging over our heads for yeah. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. Right. And. I, we were ecstatic. 
Yes. And yeah. we, we, we stay cool. We stay yeah. cool. Courthouse. Well, the press is all there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the media was all there to interview you guys about your vindication, right? No. One one of the things that the uh, the DA's person attorney said is no media. So you there, there you go. Go, there you go. But the, the first amendment there. in El Paso yeah. County, the DA's office, no, no media. media. Right. <laughs> no media. It's no like course, we don't want to embarrass ourselves. Well, that's exactly people. why, Vicky and, and Chuck, yeah. you're exactly right. They knew yeah. this is a bogus hoax of a case, just like a lesser degree, obviously, what they're doing to Donald Trump. So they did not want any coverage of this. They just wanted to harass you, to try to hurt you financially. Um, and and they didn't want anyone to see the stupid, corrupt games that they were playing. Um, and that's why there was no coverage of it. I mean, there was a lot of coverage when it first happened. If you, yeah. you Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's so funny about the whole process, one of their witnesses said, that they don't think this was anything intentional. In in actuality, Mr. Liston came toward my husband. Right. And right. Um, so, it, it, you know, and Mr. Liston could not remember things. He couldn't recall what actually happened. Uh, they, they had met after the meeting at a restaurant and they couldn't even get the restaurant together. <laughs> they had two different restaurants um, and... Of course, they never talked about it at the restaurant. Oh, no. But one no. of the witnesses said, yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it, it was it was just a mess. How long How long was the cross-examination, Mr. Liston? Um, uh, probably be, uh, about 20 minutes or so. Was, okay. that, was that pretty good? <laughs> well, he just couldn't recall. <laughs> it's been 20 months. He couldn't recall. He couldn't even remember the long two-page email that he uh, sent to me the night of, complaining. You know, these people, you know, you establishment rhinos, just, you know, go form your own party. Do you know what I mean? It's like if... Well, if, they did. Well, Pink Republicans. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But, but it's like, it is just so wrong of them to do this, right? I mean, this is purely politically motivated, trying to hurt you, embarrass you. Well, but the, and, in the end, the only person embarrassed is Larry Liston. Exactly. Who comes across as a total weasel. You know, well, I, I can tell you right now, had that verdict been different, well, I would have gotten an email almost instantly yes. asking me, what, is, what do I think about yeah, Oh, the media would have been all over it, right? The yeah, media I haven't gotten a word, not a peep. No, no. And, you guys and are I just, the first ones. Well, and I just coincidentally heard about it, right? And and, and we, you know, reached out. Know, somebody want to know how old uh, Larry Lister is. Larry Liston. 71. What is he? 71. Man, 71. he looks old for 71. Well, He's a decrepit 71. <laughs> and I'll say this is not the first time they did it. Up here in Adams County, right. Maria Weiss brought, tried to file, I think, assault charges against the then Adams County Chair Anil Mathai because they didn't like the establishment rhinos, didn't like the, you know, the grassroots leadership. So she brings bogus assault charges against Anil. And I know it was incredibly stressful and difficult for him. And then she drops it, of course, once they actually start looking into it. And she's like, well, I don't know. And so it all goes away. But like you said, it's, it's, it's a horrible tactic to use to, well, I mean, this is, this is the Republicans weaponizing the criminal justice system against 
another Republican simply because they don't like the fact that the grassroots are gaining some power and some influence in Colorado. I mean, do you and, see- and, and, and well, he's one of the leading Republicans in the in the state Senate, and it's pathetic. Yes. I mean, he's pathetic. And, and, I, and I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like we have so much that we need to do right. to get really great people elected and to have to deal with this when we have so many other things that we need to do. I mean, we're preparing for caucus and different things like that. Right. Like, seriously, I had right. to spend a whole day in oh. court because of some silly ploy to put another a star in my cap. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you, you know they wanted to try to force you to resign too, right? They would have that would have been oh, yeah. like the next thing, right? You must sure. That that would have been the next thing. And right. the, well, the first thing would have been they would have come to the executive committee demanding that my husband be removed. That was their their whole right. idea. So, well, work. you know, I think somebody should demand that Larry Listen be removed, right? I mean, it, it's he, it clearly. Again, he's this, inept. He's incompetent. He's a coward. This is just vicious. This is just vicious rhino tactics. Again, Allen ought to be ashamed. His office brought the case, right? And and to me, it's like, like as you mentioned, you know, it's not like we don't have a lot of other things to worry about going on in Colorado. And what was the demeanor of the prosecutor? Well, she tried to get a little testy with my husband. Oh, oh, <laughs> and he said, to, <laughs> "My husband is so funny." He said, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my goodness. And I got to be honest with you. She backed down. Oh, oh she he, did. He, he called her out, basically. Right, right. Like, no, you're not going to get me to say something that I know is, is a lie. I'm well, and it's got to be, I would imagine, a little embarrassing for her. Bring, I mean, I'm sure she looked at it, right? And I mean, you know, did did your side call? Maybe you can't do this. You're the lawyer. The cops who originally decided not yeah. to file charges, yeah. were they able to do that? Or was it just pretty straightforward? Well, he was mentioned, but he didn't really, we didn't really see any relevance in it. Okay. Okay. So we had the, the detective. She was the only one that testified, and it so was had a female detective and a female prosecutor, huh? Yep, that seems sexist. <laughs> so, um, well, and again, the uh, forty-five. They should have gotten Rachel Ziegler. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to play a role. It, it, you know, it's for a jury to come back in forty-five minutes. That's astonishing. That means the jury was going in the jury room, going, "What are we even doing here?" Mm-hmm. Right? The jury was yeah. like, "Well, it is a misdemeanor. It is only a six person jury but but really it's a really quick verdict because again they do other stuff in the meantime well Well, i gotta tell you i was i was impressed i mean i've been in court but it's to defend children because Mm. of my what my work but i'd never been in a court setting like this and i was very impressed with the jury selection process i was impressed with the jurors themselves because you know you can't go by what you see (laughs) right And I got to tell you, I've never seen six people so focused on making sure they made the right decision. I saw them taking notes. I saw them paying attention to everything that was said. I I saw them when they were watching the video that we had. um, And I was really impressed with the whole process. And I hope it's like that everywhere. Well, it isn't always. But but the... uh... Did the jurors looked at Mr. Liston after he after he got off the stand? No, they yeah, that's a telltale sign. I can tell you, if you're a lawyer sitting there, you're you're <laughs> looking at that jury, saying if they like the witness, you know, then they look at them and and nod their heads or 
do something. If they don't like them, they just look down. They all look down and you go, oh, he did not do well. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been told, I've been told by several people that they could tell the jury liked my husband. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. That's good. <laughs> well, and again, I think just go back. It's just it's completely outrageous that that a state senator from El Paso County would be just so wanting to try to get the grassroots people out of power that he's willing to weaponize the criminal justice system after the police even told him, oh, no, there is no crime here. And then, he, like you said, in the tape, you hear him say, well, I know the D.A. and I know the chief. So we'll get this taken care of. Right. Yes. Yes. I was shocked when yeah. I heard that because I had not heard that video. Right. And Mr. Liston said he had never seen the video from the church. And I thought, dude, that was in discovery. You had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nikki, how do you feel? I mean, you know, I, I, we've known you for years and I know, I, you know, you don't back down, right? You just, you keep going and you keep doing the right thing and standing up for best you can for the folks down there. In well, you will, I think he ought to, ought to sue Ron DeSantis uh, for taking um, your, your really call words, <laughs> never back down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, you know, my husband, I've not, we've been married 36 years and I got to tell you, this man has never lied to me. Uh -huh. When he does something that someone doesn't like, he is the first to apologize. Right. And he said to me, he's one of the things they wanted was him to make, take a plea deal. That was the whole thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And so it wouldn't go to trial. And Rex said, to, he looked at me and he said, nothing happened. I don't know what this guy is talking about. And he said, I will not lie and say something did happen. And Good he said, you. so if it goes to trial, if I go to jail, whatever it takes, that's where it's going to be. And he said, and he was joking with me, but he said, if I go to jail, it'll give me more time to write my sixth book. All right. <laughs> yeah, All right. That's a scary place to be. I mean, and that's another sort of weaponization when they file a bogus charge against you, a charge they all know is bogus, again, is evidenced by the fact that they didn't press it in the first place until Liston put pressure on them. Um, and then they try to make you plead because they don't want to be embarrassed, right? So they they say, well, you know, and it is a choice you have to make. I mean, I know it's well, hard, uh, you don't want to risk this because you don't know once it goes to a jury. But, but the, the, the interesting part is they must have drawn straws to be the prosecutor. Uh, because pro prosecutors don't like to lose, right? You, no. And you don't like to be handed a shitty case. And right. so she, she must have been low on the totem pole and saying, no, you're going to go out there and lose this case. <laughs> I just, I, I'm still, sometimes I still scratch my head just trying to think, what in the world was he thinking that this was going to do? Because the evidence was right there. It wasn't like... We didn't have any evidence. It was all there. And our witnesses, you know, that, that came forward for us, they were like, we saw nothing. Nothing was there. And right. they tried to make it look like, uh, okay, I'm going to go there. So give me just a minute. Okay. Um, they tried to make it look like my husband was this violent black man that needed to be brought into control. And 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 Larry Liston was the gay white old white man who was intimidated. But when you look at the video that we had of that meeting, and I thank God to this day that we took video of that particular meeting. Yeah. When you look at the video, you don't see my husband angry. You see them angry. Right. Larry and Wayne Williams and all these guys, and they're constantly. <laughs> this is constant. 
when my husband gets up to speak, he's a member of that committee. He has the right, just like they do, to get up and speak. Uh, you can see them pointing their fingers at Rex, telling him to sit down, sit down. Wow. And he, he's like, why do I have to sit down? I'm a part of this committee as well. Right. And so it got so loud with those guys. I actually said, and you can see it on the video. I said, you all need to sit down or I'm going to call the sergeant at arms. Mm-hmm. And they made it sound like I told only Rex to sit down. Now, oh. later i did say honey could you please sit down could you <laughs> and he did but the others the other three just stood there they would not do anything that i asked them to do and i did have to call the sergeant in arms on them oh did you not on oh, well, and again it's like why and i think it goes back to the, the establishment rhinos would rather lose and lose and lose than release an iota of whatever power they have. So the- well, the El Paso Rhinos. I mean, Wayne Williams managed to lose a mayorship uh, of of yeah. uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs, which hadn't been democratic since time in memoriam. I mean, right. what a, what a great job Wayne Williams and his beautiful wife. I mean, um, yeah, they must be tired of always losing. I mean, Eli Bremer's always running for things and gets tons of coverage and, you know, all this stuff about him being a sixth place Olympian. Um, and he loses every time to every position he runs for. Wayne Williams um, lost the secretary of state. Now lost as mayor of Colorado Springs. I guess he can, maybe he can go for a school board or something. Well, you know, or, 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 I don't know. Maybe they could just get in touch with the constituents. Right. I mean, there's, there's a concept. Yeah. They hate hate the constituents. Well, Vicky, before this must be so much fun. It's stressful. It's awful, but just to watch all their failed efforts because all they have are failed efforts. Well, it's, it's sad. You know, it really, really is. There is so much potential here in El Paso County to get us back where we were. And we've worked so hard to do that, but it seems like every time we take a step, they push us two steps back. And right. we're we're gonna stay in the fight. We're not we're not gonna back down. We're gonna keep on doing and going forward. However, you know, after this was all over, my husband and I were talking later. He goes, you know, when I was watching uh, Larry Liston on the stage, I felt sorry for him. And I said, babe, I did too. We feel sorry for someone who constantly is trying to hurt the people. That's the bottom line. Right. And it's like, this is not helping you, and it's certainly not helping the party. So no. just stop it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, congratulations on that. Before we let you go, because we're going to talk after this about the young man, the 12-year-old, 7th grader, Rev's a 12-year-old, 7th grader, at the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs. The whole a charter school. Was a charter school. Don't tread on me. He won. But Vicki, and so we'll kind of, if you don't know, we'll fill you in on that. But but I want to, while you are there, because you guys are planning um, uh, something regarding all this too. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, you know, many of us saw that and we were just disgusted. We're disgusted with what what is happening in the school systems. And for it to be a charter school, I think we were even more disgusted. Because that is supposed to be more of a freedom type way. And for this child to be kicked out of his class because he had a patch of the don't tread me, tread on me flag, I'm, I'm thinking... 
I'm looking at this and I'm going, this isn't real. Somebody's right. made this up. But no, I'm looking at mom's video. Yeah. And so God she a, had a video. <laughs> yeah. So just a group of us on Signal were just talking and saying, what can we do to support this kid? And yeah. then I saw in his backpack that he's running for vice president of his school. And Yay. I thought, that's why he's running for vice president. And they don't want this conservative kid. <laughs> <laughs> can I down so, so the group of us are going to get together on Friday and just show our support, show our support to him. Yay. Okay. Good for you. People wanted to help you with that. Is there someplace they can reach out to get information or? Um, I guess they could just send me a text or call me 719-357-0034 and I'll get him, get the people in touch with the right folks and. All right. We're going to be there in support. All right. Okay. Maybe Larry Liston will be there on behalf of the teachers union. He'll chest bump the kid. <laughs> All right, Vicky. Thank you. Congratulations! Yay, on your another family. victory. I'm sorry you had to go through it, but God bless you for never backing down. You and your husband, and and keep up the good work there. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. We didn't think anything was going to be covered, and here oh. comes Chuck and Julie. Yay! <laughs> thank you, ma'am. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't covered, right? It was, oh, you, no, you know, it would covered, have been yeah. covered. It would have totally been covered. And you know what else wasn't covered? So maybe you guys haven't heard about this kid. He's from Colorado Springs. It's a big story nationally. It wasn't that I could find. It wasn't in the Denver Post. Wasn't in the Denver Gazette. Wasn't in Complete Colorado. Colorado Sun. Um, wasn't on any of the TV stations in Denver that I could see. Right? It's like it didn't happen. So what the story is is a twelve-year-old kid. Um, his name is Jaden. We're not, they're not using his last name. What had on his backpack, a don't tread on me badge. It had some other badges too, like kids do. Um, and the school on Monday kicked him out of the class, said, if you don't take that badge off of your backpack, um, we're going to, you have to leave the school. And he was like, why? And the school said, well, because it's racist and related to slavery. And he's like, no, no, it's not. And they're like, yes, it is. Unfortunately, um, his mom was nearby. And fortunately, his mom had a cell phone <laughs> and taped the whole thing. But to, to, there was a good kind of explainer here. And Chuck, you're the historian. But I'm going to play this video sort of explaining the don't tread on me flag, right? Just so we're all starting from the same place. So Thomas, if we could please play the flag video. How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan. And today we got to talk about a 12 year old boy who was kicked out of his class in Colorado Springs, Colorado, because he had a Gatson flag patch on his book bag. And if you have not seen this particular flag, if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me give you a visual. Okay, I'm sure you've seen it before on license plates all over the country. I'm sure you've seen it just in general flying on the flagpole. This is the Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me. Now, the administrators say that this flag has ties to slavery, which is completely ridiculous. This flag is not about slavery at all. It's about the American Revolution. It came about in 1775, right around the time that something else, like, I don't know, you see that right there? You see see, see this right here? The, the American flag, basically for the same purpose, for the 13 colonies and starting a new country. So that's the thing. And, and Barney, we'll get to pull us a statement, too. Um, so well, I got a little bit, a little bit about it, because that's not much of an explanation. So a brigadier general in the Continental Army, um, Gadsden from South Carolina adopted the flag. It's very similar to one that Franklin 
uh, Benjamin Franklin had with the yeah. snake and everything else. It said "Unite or Die," and his became his became "Don't Tread on Me." Um, it was uh, flown by a lot of the uh, American Revolutionary Navy. They loved to fly the flag and so forth. And how it's a symbol of, of racism is is only if you consider the American flag a symbol of racism. Okay. And they consider, of course, those that school probably consider American flags. Um, oh, that's the most alarming thing so we're going to play the video now so that they call the mom and the son in and the mom is trying to say to the to the to the school administrator what, what wait How what, dumb what, and this administrator i mean and we'll talk about that in a second but to me that's almost a, a, the second most alarming thing is that you have these teachers who have no clue i mean and the, the the mom even points out you're teaching revolutionary war history to seventh graders <laughs> uh, you know we are uh, we so thomas if we could please play the meeting video this is the mom recording always record your meetings what teachers yeah here's by the meeting video today you know what the gadsons flag is that's a historical flag so there um the reason that they do not want the flag the reason you do not want the flag is due to its origins with the revolutionary Yeah, let's let's talk. I can, I can have you speak to. 
I mean, and it's, the teacher kind of goes on and on. And what's so ridiculous is the teacher is like, I mean, they're talking about what well, has its origins in slavery and the slave trade. It's like, no. So this is the teacher. These are the teachers. That's number one. It's totally wrong that they're doing that to this kid, right? Oh, he looked happy though. <laughs> he the teacher was yeah. the idiot. Yeah. And like the mom says, you're teaching revolutionary war history in seventh grade. And it looks like the kid could teach it better than they could. Um, even Jared Polis weighed in on this, um, where Jared Polis came to the kid's defense basically saying well and i I have my suspicions but he said the flag is a proud symbol of the american revolution and an iconic warning to britain or any other um, government not to violate the liberties of americans so fortunately and i think only because this was a charter school right that the school last night issued a statement saying okay okay sorry <laughs> he, you know, thank you. He can wear the flag. But I mean, there is so much wrong. Because let me just let me just raise a question. That's just and and again, there was no media coverage of this in Colorado. It only got right, covered everywhere on the Kelly Kirk, right? Had the boy had on the, and... exactly. Uh, that's just say that it was a gay pride flag. Oh, that'd been okay, that the yeah. kid had on his oh, backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone here think that he would have been called in and told that he couldn't have that flag? Right. right? And if he had been called in, do you, how many live shots do you think would be going on outside right. the school right now, right? And how many Denver Post reporters or Denver Gazette reporters or complete Colorado stories? Well, if, if they did. But I mean, and that's the ridiculousness of it, right? Um, but it, it does say I mean, kudos to that kid. I mean, I was saying this kid has more spine. He and his mom have more spine than the majority of the Republican senators in, you know, in, in, Washington, but, well, in Colorado or there. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, this, uh, thank God for this kid and his mom and the mom's smart enough because I think the school district would have, I mean, you know, <laughs> they would have just stood by their policy, but when, when they're well, citing their know, reasons, for, which are so completely factually incorrect. Well, you know, you have to understand, charter schools are public schools. Right. Um, although they're usually teachers, not teacher union teachers. Um, but the district is for, controls all of the schools. And so its policy, I'm sure, was kind of like liberal, far left. So no, <laughs> no American Revolution stuff. Well, they probably didn't even say that. I mean, it, it's just this weird knee-jerk racial reaction, right? It's like it's a flag. And I mean, when, when they actually, like as you said earlier, the American flag is considered racist by right. a lot of people. Right. So this flag, I mean, I don't know, are snakes racist? Or I don't know. But, but <laughs> I mean, the immediate reaction is like, oh, it must be racist. It's like, why must it be racist, right? It's not racist. It had nothing to do with race. Um, and then the school tried to say, well, some people mistakenly think. It's like, so oh, are you okay. going to teach that the earth is flat? Because some people mistakenly think the earth is flat i mean the school i mean again that administrator the correct way to handle it would have been to number one before you ban it you just look it up exactly before just banning it and then saying oh actually it's not racist or at least when the mom pointed it out for the school administrator to go oh really well and then the school administrator watches the governor go on who's about (laughs) a far left he is and totally tank them and so they're going we're not going there we're not going there uh, the the, the only thing i'll give the school credit for is not dragging this out for immediately saying he can he can bad they didn't drag it out yeah he well they're going to have protests there anyway 
Um, I mean, I'll give the board credit for that for immediately. Not the board, it's the district. The district for immediately saying, yeah, okay. We well, I'm sure the keep... board's going, depending, because now yeah. lefties are trying to get on charter school boards, but but I'm sure there's a lot of the board members. So what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what, what, well, and again, I'm I'm sorry, Jared Polis, he called this a teachable moment, but I'm always suspicious. What is Jared Polis trying to teach us? That he's somehow conservative yeah, and he's, he's on our side? He's a, yeah. Okay. So don't buy Jared Polis's. I'm sure you know, maybe he just didn't want more bad publicity or something like that for the school and charter schools. I don't know. But anyway, that was so, and good for Vicky and those guys going out. I mean, that whole thing, it's just, it, it's just ridiculous. There are so many, yeah, Charlene is saying the, t- the teacher was virtue signaling, so proud of herself. Yes. Um, oh, and then people are loving Vicky. This is funny. Vicky and is loving everyone back. So thank you, everybody, for showing the support to Vicky. One, a couple other things I want to talk about, um, and that is Mitch McConnell. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this again, but he had something is wrong. Right. I mean, the first time when he froze in the middle of kind of giving comments, it was weird, but it happened again today. And brain cells are tapping. This is it's clear. I mean, in the first one, one could argue that he got lightheaded. But just watch this and tell us what you think. If we could please play the McConnell freezes video. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. I mean, I mean, that's just weird. You know, I mean, to me, to me, I'm I'm not. So you have you have the highest elected Democratic official Republican in the country. No, Democratic official in the country, Joe Biden, who's totally senile. Um, And and then you have maybe the highest elected Republican being the head of the minority party in the Senate, who's also just adult. I mean, our country is in good shape. <laughs> God, we have, Diane, shape. We have I mean, Diane Feinstein there yeah, to, Diane to, Feinstein. Guard our, to guard our freedoms. Diane, I mean, we have a one of the greatest elected, the greatest democracy in the world That's is electing great. some unbelievably great people. I mean, talk about arguments for term limits, right? Or some kind well, of... I don't know. I mean, you got... You got, he... you got uh, Fetterman, yeah, Fetterman's an excellent example of those who the very best are are are, are making our policy and <laughs> and I mean it's just ridiculous. Well, but it is sad. I mean, you look at it, and I don't know. Again, I don't I'm not an officer, I'm not a doctor, but you got to wonder: is he having some kind of one of those mini strokes? Or I mean, clearly something happened to him, right? Because he was kind. When you look at the videotape before, he is actually sort of answering questions, mm-hmm. um, and he's talking, and then all of a sudden something just happens, and he kind of slowly well i mean it takes about 10 seconds sort of shuts down and then he freezes and he clearly can't do anything i mean i'd be interested. jackson's right we need to 
enforce the laws against elder abuse. And well, exactly. Having Diane Feinstein and Fetterman and him, I mean, Jesus Christ. Right. Well, and then from Jacob McConnell is a mixture of Fetterman, Feinstein, and Biden. And Biden. Well, I know. And again, and yet rather than, I mean, he's not the one probably who is necessarily holding on to his power because maybe he doesn't know anymore, but all of the people around him. Well, that Biden's, woman who's probably chief of staff or head PR person is going, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to have to send in a fake one. So that's alarming. Anyway, I, and I body double. It would not be easy to get a body double. No, that one is harder to explain. Yeah. The other one, they tried to say he was lightheaded. They said he was lightheaded there, too. But he didn't look lightheaded. Well, he, he looked lightheaded. Just well, boy, yeah, a different thought. Yeah, yeah. A different. Very yeah, light. But he wasn't dizzy there. I mean, he clearly wasn't dizzy. Something. And again, we, should, we need to get turned Brian. Off. We need to get Brian. Functioning June. turned off. Right. It was, you know. We need to get Brian June Depp on here to talk about that or something and see. Um, And then one other thing. Now, this gets a little bit. I, I'd be curious to see what you guys yeah, think. Yeah, Biden, Feinstein and Fetterman. <laughs> oh, from Barney. Not sad, Julie. Hate this a-hole for all the damage he's done for our country. Well, that's true. <laughs> Maybe this is this is retribution, right? This God's is retribution. God's retribution. He's like, he's preventing him from doing any more damage. Anytime Mitch McConnell tries to say something that's going to be a lie, God freezes him. He's like, mm. and he's trying to talk. Just like when Joe Biden tries to say Biden, Biden economics is going good. Right. They, they freeze him Truth too. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Maybe, maybe that his divine intervention there preventing him from screwing us further. Um, one other thing too, I'm going to play Tucker Carlson is always a saying interesting things. Um, and he was on a show earlier, I think it was today or maybe yesterday. Um, maybe we have time for this. Um, and they were talking to him about Trump. Um, and Tucker raises, and he's he's not kidding about it, right? A very scary possibility. And it's the kind of thing you're like, no. Um, and then, but he says it out loud. So if we could please play the Tucker soundbite. The future holds. Is it, I don't know. I mean, are they going to let Trump be president? No, of course. I mean, look, if, you know, they protested him, they called him names. He won anyway. They impeached him twice on ridiculous pretenses. They fabricated a lot about what happened on January 6th in order to impeach him again. It didn't work. He came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times. And every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment. Now you go to indictment and none of them work. What's next? I mean, let, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously. And no one will say that, but I don't I don't know how you can reach that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, they have decided, permanent Washington, both parties have decided that there's something about Trump that's, that's so threatening to them, they just can't have it. I mean, they're putting him on trial in March of next year in the J6 case which basically consists of trying to send him to prison for the rest of his life for complaining about the last election. That's literally what it is. Again, if this were happening in Moldova, the State Department would issue an all-hands-on-deck order to let the world know this is not a legitimate government. And yet our government is doing it. It's like, it, I, it's, it's really, it's hard to overstate how bad this is. And I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know where it's going, but there's a collision that's clearly imminent. And by the way, the president is senile in a way that's impossible to deny. Biden's not running the government, you know? So like, I don't know. I mean, I've never been this worried about anything as I am about where this is going. 
Well, and that's a thing. I mean, and Tucker Carlson is going to have some good comments here. This is um, from Jim Jackson. Thank you, Tucker. It is my biggest concern. Um, and, and that is a concern because, I mean, hello, one of these days we'll do a show about Seth Rich, but they have tried everything. And you go back to the weaponization and he talked about permanent Washington. And I go back to what we started the show with, the permanent you know, politicians, so to speak, on both sides of the aisle have no problem weaponizing things, no. filing completely fake charges, getting their buddies in law enforcement to file the fake charges office. to try to stamp down the grassroots chairperson and her husband in El Paso County. Um, and they're not going to stop. I mean, you, I mean, Vicky knows this. That's why God bless her for staying strong because Larry Liston and Wayne Williams and Eli Bremer are going, oh God, we tried everything. It didn't work. I guess we're just going to you know, stop and quit running for office or at least start going along. That's not going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen in, in Colorado. The establishment and the rhinos aren't going to go away and say, well, the grassroots, you know, good luck to them. Let's work <laughs> with them for a change. Not going to happen. And the same thing here, you know, it's, they're going to, you know, what did the judge today, Julie Kelly, noting that no other conservative media was covering this was using, um, to as, as sentence enhancers for the people in January 6th, she was calling things like breaking a window or pushing down a barricade terrorism, right? So that she could use it as a reason to send them to jail for longer, for, to prison for longer. I mean, that's, and there's, what do you do when the courts are no recourse? And what do you do? I mean, I think Tucker is right. It is, no one likes to say that out loud and your mind kind of is like, no, you can't. I mean, that's ridiculous. They would never do that. But Look at what they've done already, right? Well, you know, what's come out about the Kennedy assassination? Who's behind that? Right. Um, and and as a practical matter, it's, it's you know, we don't have a democracy anymore. We have, and, and talk about permanent Washington. You know, Ken Buck wrote this book called Draining the Swamp. And, and, and he was on with uh, CNN saying, gee, I, I can't understand how Republicans can have somebody who might be convicted and, I mean, he's a member. He's a fake member of the Freedom Party, and so he knows yes, how they're manipulated. Yes. It's not like he has no clue about how law enforcement right. works or what laws are, right? So, yeah, somebody like Ken Buck in particular understands how they're they're completely twisted. I mean, they're not even twisting it; they're just making it up and and everything. And this from um, Jacob, he said, "I read that the Secret Service told uh, J.F. Kennedy that the Secret Service could not guarantee his safety in Dallas." Well, yeah, yeah well, I mean, that was purportedly because of all the right wing nuts. Not the CIA, because the CIA was trying to kill him. Yeah. Well, CIA is going to have an assassination. Why are we the Secret Service? You can go, uh, Mr. President, uh, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> Guys across the hall, the CIA, they're trying to kill you. So it's awkward for us to try to, you know, you know and there's a CIA. They have goofy weapons and stuff like all that. They're, they're all over the place. Yeah, they're all over Dallas. So we may not be able to. We're just a Secret Service. Um, but again, go back to the, the, the victories, though. The jury, and this is where the hope is, right? The jury and in Vicky's case and her husband's case saw through the, the hoax, right? The jury is like, this is ridiculous. It took him less than 45 minutes to find her husband not guilty. Um, in so the, is there any apology? They're going to pay for his legal fees? Any? No, 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 no. But the jury, the people recognized it. In this case, this is just a 12 year old kid and his mom. Just, I mean, I'm sure they had no idea that it was going to get the national attention. They're probably glad that the national attention it did. And they just pushed back and they said, no. He's not taking the badge off this. It's a revolutionary war flag, right? You should be well, no, bottom right-hand corner, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's not that he had it draped over his shoulders. They'd have to look very closely to, but, to find but, it. 
like you guys are wrong. We're not going to, you know, it doesn't violate any policy. You people don't even know what you're talking about. And so we're not going to let a bunch of idiots who are mistaken force us to do something that we know isn't right. So that is above everything else, I think, the reason for hope. And that is more and more people see what's going on at little levels, you know, down in a Colorado Springs Municipal Courtroom, in a Colorado Springs School, and I think on a national level as well. That's why Trump's popularity is growing, don't you think? Yes, yes. Um, let's see. Oh, did you say from Charlene? Yes. Did you see the teacher's car with all the decals? Exactly. Yeah, that kid is smart. He went out in the parking lot and took pictures of all the decals, political decals that the teachers had on there. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> well, Dr. Don has a point. I'm thankful that they had a jury of their peers in the Tonkins case. Well, Trump will get that. No yeah. problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trump will get the jury of his peers. Hey, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you so much to Vicki. Yeah, she's and, great. And all you guys down there in El Paso County. Thank you to everyone on Zoom. The and great- we're going to have a great time Friday with Party Friday. Friday. Party Friday. Thank you to everyone at BBS. I always like to remind folks, chuckandjulie.com is Chuck where you can get only place you'll get things like Vicki Tonkin's <laughs> yeah. acquittal because the Colorado media certainly won't do it. Won't cover it. Exactly. So goodbye, everybody. We will see you all on Party Friday.